0: Now the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes! No, babe, are you ready? Do you know
1: what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today.
2: So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. (laughs) Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. I'm Casey Richter. We got a new mix this week featuring one of my favorite subgenres, 80s female R&B power pop. That's a lot of words, but stay with me. It's a fun ride. So I'm going it alone this week, but don't feel bad for me. I prefer to fly solo, like these particularly fly ladies did. So 80s ladies R&B power pop. Let's chunk that up. 80s we get... Ladies, pretty self-explanatory. Then we have two main genres, R&B and power pop. R&B, or rhythm and blues, has been long established as a popular genre, particularly in the black community in the 40s and 50s, mixing jazz and blues with rock. In the 80s, there were these additional elements of soul and hip hop coming in. And yes, pop music meets R&B would eventually be coined contemporary R&B, but that hadn't really happened yet. Now, pop as a genre is really just shorthand for popular music and isn't particularly specific to the type of music. It was often rock. In the 50s and 60s, this is stuff like Elvis and the Beatles and the Beach Boys. Then in the 70s, that definition evolved a little bit to mean a particular kind of commercial sound. Typically, shorter songs, upbeat, danceable. Think about the opposite of Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin. It's a pretty simple verse-chorus-song structure. Both R&B and pop have lots of subgenres. So what makes power pop, power pop? Well, Pete Townsend actually first coined it to describe the who, but power pop, of course, evolved like everything does. It really came into the lexicon in the late 70s with commercial rock bands like Cheap Trick, The Romantics, The Knack. So Elvis Costello, really uber catchy rock songs, technically rock, but more commercial, less progressive. My favorite power pop sweet spot subset is where R&B and pop collide to give this insanely danceable earworm stuff in the 80s. You can't deny the undercurrent of race in this transition, though. The resistance of white Americans to hip hop and soul was palatable. But when it was packaged with these really catchy hooks, dance beats, and then delivered by gorgeous ladies, often triple threats who could dance and who could act, white folks all of a sudden became a lot more receptive. I certainly can't pontificate on how it felt to be a black artist at the time, but as a consumer of music in the 80s, I can say that there was a very palatable sense that some of this music, black music, was for everyone, and some of it simply was not. And frankly, that's trash, and we can look at it and go, what? what is even happening but that's very much what it was in the 80s there was a, a sense of needing to be super pop and needing to be very shiny and commercial and cheery in order to appeal to white americans so today we're going to get into this very specific subgroup 80s ladies r&b power pop get ready for some unbridled ass shaking joy i love it so much We start our 80s ladies power pop journey with one of the best-selling recording artists of all time, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston is from Newark, New Jersey. She's the daughter of Sissy Houston. She's the cousin of Dionne Warwick. She's got gospel royalty in her veins. She was born in 1963, and her first album came out in 85. The early stuff people remember Whitney for are all of these R&B ballads. Beautiful, Saving All My Love for You, for example. But the song, How Will I Know, is one of many essential R&B power pop jams. That came off her first album, too. Her second album, Whitney, followed with another perfect R&B power pop jam, I Want to Dance with Somebody. In 1990, she released my favorite, I'm Your Baby Tonight, and the song My Name Is Not Susan. Four minutes and 39 seconds of rad-ass New Jack Swing power pop perfection, unfortunately, was made in the 90s. So, we go back to the 80s. Whitney reigned over this genre. There is no better place to start. This song, So Emotional, was written by Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly, who also wrote Like a Virgin for Madonna true colors for cindy lopper and a bunch of other classic 80s ladies jams but whitney is the magic so here we go it's the mixtape on 90.3 krnu
0: i don't know why i like it i just do Shocking.
2: KRNU, it's the mixtape and a dope mix this week, courtesy of 80s Ladies R&B Power Pop. That's a lot of words. I get it. We're going to break it down. That one was Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam, Head to Toe. That collective came from New York City in the 1980s. The epicenter of hip-hop at that time, the great thing about Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam, is you can, like, hear where they came from. They have a really early hip-hop breakdance kind of feel, this freestyled streetwise sound and i love that you can hear that in lisa lisa and cult jam but you can't hear it in whitney houston whitney houston shows all those gospel roots each song is like like an archaeological dig site and i'm super here for it lisa lisa and cult jam were also produced by full force which was a very new york city thing at the time having a crew that consistently produced you This week's theme is the intersection of the 1980s, the rise of super powerful female artists, pop music, and R&B. So those things coming together, making a danceable, short, catchy song sound, unmistakably underpinned by funk and hip hop. For me, it's the moment when pop music forever shifted from a rock-based genre to an R&B-based genre. So now we go to Oakland for one Perry Reed. We know her as Pebbles. She started singing back up at 16. Her first husband helped bankroll her first demo, and while that marriage didn't last, in fact, I think she's on number five now, her career took off. She had a big career in the late 80s and married L.A. Reed, the record producer and half of LaFace Records, with babyface, that's the face part. Her imprint, Pabitone, signed and managed TLC long after her solo career was over. They were famously blamed for TLC's financial troubles. She makes gospel music now, but her R&B power pop has a special place in my heart. It was one of the first ca-singles, the cassette singles, I remember playing over and over and over. This song, the sound effects, the clapping, that chic-like funky bass line, it's a hit. This one's Mercedes Boy. It's the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. (laughs) We'll be right back. 90.3 we <laughs> 3.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. Jody Watley, looking for a new love on that one. This week, I'm flying solo on a very specific, very rad mixed journey. It's 80s ladies R&B power pop. I'm Casey Richter. I'm an assistant professor of practice at UNL. And honestly, I just want to talk about music all the time. So that's what we're doing here. Notable thing about this 80s power pop stuff, we get so many of these Casio keyboard sounds and like lots of dog barking sounds. It's fine. Just let it happen to you. Enjoy it. That Jody Watley song in particular, I mean that had more dog sound effects on it than a DMX track and I love it. Jody Watley is a very diverse artist. She was a member of the R&B funk band Shalimar and won a Grammy for Best New Artist in 1987. Her godfather is Jackie Wilson. Yeah. That Jackie Wilson. Like lonely teardrops. Jackie Wilson. Cool. Jody Watley was also a really killer dancer. And that's a trend you'll see with most of the ladies on the list. In fact, none of them are just singers. So let's go back to that L.A. Reed and Babyface LaFace Records sound. Those two producers knew this music was important, and they were pursuing more artists in this genre. And they found Karen White. Her self-titled debut came out in 1988. The record has lots of big singles on it. It really dominated on the R&B charts, but she fully crossed over in 1991 with a song called Romantic. Karen White is well-loved in the R&B community, nominated for lots and lots of awards, and while she didn't make the splash that somebody like a Whitney Houston did or even a Jody Watley did, she had some great songs. And interestingly enough, she was married to Terry Lewis in the 90s. Terry Lewis, of course, of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis fame. Super producers of Janet Jackson, who we'll get to in a little bit. Here's the way you love me. It's Karen White on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. 90.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. We've got 80s ladies R&B power pop today. I know that seems like a bunch of things thrown in one mixtape, but this was such an impactful and important subgenre in the 1980s that it deserves its own mix. I will die on this hill. That was Expose, the only group on the list. Let me be the one. Expose is a freestyle vocal group from Miami, and you can hear the Latin flavor in their music. So I talked a little bit earlier about how all of these women are making very similar kinds of music, but you can hear where they're from and their influences in their individual songs. So on the surface, if you're not paying attention, you're just dancing, you're shaking it like you do in the 80s. But if you try a second time, listen to the mixtape a second time and really like drill down on all of these interesting underpinnings of all these songs, the things that make them unique and special. Expose from Miami, you can hear it in their music, particularly in the percussion. It's got an electro funk dance thing that most of these other tracks don't have. Love it. The origin story for Exposé is that they were formed by a DJ, kind of turned Svengali, and had a little success, but then the lineup was completely changed for what the record label felt were more charismatic women or women with more star quality. Typically, that has something to do with your looks because the world is terrible to women. That song was from the second Exposé lineup. Personally, I think both lineups are great. Now, most of this 1980s ladies R&B power pop was coming from America, but there are a few notable exceptions. My personal favorite is Nena Cherry. She's Swedish, the older sister of Eagle Eye Cherry, who was known for an acoustic jam many years later called Save Tonight. She has a super cool dance and punk influence, which made her sound a great addition to what was becoming this homogenized 80s R&B dance track thing. So she came in and did something that was similar, but not quite the same. The album, Raw Like Sushi, was released in 89, and the single is Buffalo Stance. That's the song that we're going to play. It was nominated for the Best New Artist Grammy, which she did lose, unfortunately, even more unfortunately, she lost it to Millie Vanilli, who later had it revoked because, of course, they were lip syncing. Boo. Robbed. It was a big controversy in the 80s. Can you imagine living in a world where the biggest controversy is that these guys were lip syncing? It was a gentler time. What I love about Cherry and Buffalo Stance is the rap element and then this synthesizer, which provided a fantastic connection to what was at the time this late 80s song to what was going to be this huge European dance explosion on the charts in the early 90s. So it's like this little preview of, OK, enjoy the rap I'm giving you and enjoy the European synth because this is all coming your way in 1991 or 1992. It was every song. So Nenacherry deserves a ton of credit for getting us primed for what was going to come in the early 90s. Let's do it. Buffalo Stance. It's 80s ladies R&B Power Pop on 90.3 KRNU.
1: F- scratching and give me a beat. Ouch! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the hi-hat. Go on. Mmm, that's good. Now the tambourine, right now.
3: i ch- ch-
2: krnu welcome back to the mixtape i'm casey richter flying solo this week because i'm talking about 80s ladies r&b power pop and frankly i don't think anyone could stand recording this uh, episode with me i just love it too much and i get too excited i'm absolutely insufferable this mix is about the magical mid to late 80s moment where R&B and pop mix with New Jack Swing and all of the ladies on the scene look around and say, yeah, let's get this poppin'. This list is full of singers, dancers, actresses, and all around bad bits. Now, listen, I love rock music. I really do. But you can't tell me that Eddie Vedder is bringing anywhere near the variety of talents that Janet Jackson is bringing. I mean, it's just objectively dudes in rock music have it easier than any of these women did. So let's just give a little credit where credits do. Now, unless you're the Winter Soldier and you've been asleep for the last 50 years, you know who Janet Jackson is. Janet and the iconic Minneapolis sound production team of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis made some of the most enduring 80s R&B power pop. This entire mixtape could just as easily have been the Control album. It's so great. But I think nasty is mood, so that's what we decided to play. The Jacksons were so important to so many decades of music and musical genres, but they also gave us another 80s R&B power pop icon in Paula Abdul. So Paula Abdul famously was a Laker girl. She was discovered by the Jacksons, and that led to a choreography job for Janet, who, you know, clearly was huge. Then Paula was signed to Virgin Records because, once again, we're talking about a woman who can do a lot of things. She can act. She can dance. She's a fantastic choreographer. Now she's well-connected, and she can sort of sing. Sort of. She had never been professionally trained, so they got her a bunch of vocal coaches. She would then make one of my favorite feel-good records of all time, 1988's Forever Your Girl. I'm saying that as a person who loves Slipknot. I also unironically love Paula Abdul. She can get it. The woman tap dances with a cartoon bad boy cat. I won't feel any shame. I just won't. There's so many good hits off of this record, but I think the syncopation and the power... And Straight Up is the perfect song for this mix. So we're going to do that one. It's the 80s ladies R&B Power Pop mixtape. Paula Abdul, Straight Up on 90.3 KRNU. Three KRNU wrapping up that 80s ladies R&B power pop mix with Sheila E. This is actually one of the earliest tracks on this 10 song mixtape released in 1984. Sheila Escovito is a drummer by trade. She started out as a percussionist very early in life. Her dad was a percussionist. She is related to a lot of very famous musicians from Oakland. And by the way, we absolutely have to do an Oakland mixtape. There is so much good music out of Oakland of all types of genres. But back to Sheila E. She played drums with Lionel Richie, Marvin Gaye, Herbie Hancock, and many, many more. In 1977, Prince met her. Yeah, that's right. She didn't meet Prince. Prince met her. And then, of course, her music would go on to be very inspired by Prince. I think anybody who came into contact with Prince couldn't help but be inspired by him. She worked with him on Purple Rain, did some background vocals and some drums. In 84, she put out her album, The Glamorous Life, and went on tour with Prince on the Purple Rain tour. So she opened and then Prince was the main act. Sheila E. is the coolest. Her music sounds Prince-like because the whole Revolution crew had kind of a pretty insular existence and a pretty cohesive sound. But don't get it twisted. She was a big deal before Prince. Remember, Prince met her in 1977. There are so many other 80s ladies R&B power pop artists that I could mention, I think one of the coolest strands that we didn't get an opportunity to pull is from 60s and 70s icons who pivoted into it in the 80s, like Shaka Khan, Tina Turner, and the Pointer Sisters, so big ups to those ladies, too. Next week, a new mix. Until then, thanks for listening.
1: Interrupting all programs. This is radio Clash from Pirate
0: Satellite orbiting your the Bill of Rights,
3: human army surplus, or a. Few-